Episode 80, uh, uh, 82 <laughs> of the A-League podcast. They just threw me on the hostess. I, I wasn't expecting this walking in here, but uh, we, we got Jeremy in the building. We got David in the building. Akeem is on the way. He is driving all the way from uh, Canada. So uh, <laughs> Akeem will be here in a second. Fellas, how y'all doing? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. I'm, I wasn't I didn't expecting this, so uh, I'm still trying to wake up a little bit, but but we good. We good. David, how you feeling? Pretty good, man. Yeah, can't prepare, man. It's you know, it's uh, it's weather. It's no joke. <laughs> right, right, right. So we were gonna start off with the MLB All Star Week and everything, but I thought it'd be interesting to switch it up a little bit on the spot. This is what you do when you throw me on the spot and <laughs> let me hold. So uh, if y'all didn't know, for for the people who might be new to the podcast or new to the show or anything like that, when we first started, the very first episode was around this time in 2016. And the first episode, we, we really, you know, we're trying to get the chemistry going. We had a group chat going for a couple weeks beforehand, but we still didn't know how it was going to work in the studio. We all were kind of taking turns. It's much different than it is now. So, um, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. Dwight Howard just signed with the Hawks. And uh, we talked about that. And Tim Duncan just retired. And we talked about that. Um, so those were the two main things. And in it, we talked about Dennis being the starting point guard for the Atlanta Hawks. So now I'm going to uh, give a little moment of silence and I'm going to give my a uh, chance, an opportunity to do a little edi- uh, extra editing today and put in some of the things that these guys said about Dennis Shooter. As far as him and Shorter, how, how, does, how does that work? I mean, we know Shorter's first year. What do y'all think about him and uh, transitioning to being a starter? I can see uh, Schroeder. I've been saying it for years that he – has more upside than Teague. I've always felt he was as good as Teague, especially over the last two years. I mean, his jump shot wasn't as good as Schroeder, but I mean, as Teague. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but as far as his upside, I think he has the potential to be a Rajon Rondo type point guard or a guy who can average 14 and maybe eight or nine assists. Uh, yeah, I like the move. I mean, Atlanta finally got a point guard that will drive in the paint hard every play, just like the Russell Westbrooks and Eric Bledsoe's. So, like, because you saw, we know that Bud system so similar to the Pops. And so the fact that what made Pop system so great was Tony Parker. Like David just said, you need somebody that's going to consistently penetrate. Like, it opens up everything. Like, Jeremy's saying is the fact this I think, like, this year, like, we do have a lack of shooters, obviously. Um... But that would mean that Shooter would just have to be more efficient. That's on him to be more efficient and get more of a mid-range type of, you know, arsenal to his game because he doesn't really have that yet. You know, so it's I think that's everybody gets on his three-point shooting, and I understand that his two-point even shooting is not too, you know, it's not terribly bad. But you do want it to be a little bit more, more consistent. But that's going to be like the main area I'll be looking for him to take a leap in, just what type of scoring, but. And, you know, back in the back of the days, you know, it was really just all about the big men. Now, all of a sudden, everybody's going small, like, you know, like Rashad said. I mean, there aren't, you know, there really aren't that many, you know, great big men that come in the league. So, you know, you get that point guard, you know, you get that point guard that will, you know, be sort of like what David was talking about, like a, a, West, a, a Russell Westbrook or an Eric Bledsoe, then absolutely. Yeah. But do you really want Dennis Schroeder as your point guard? That's the question. Here it comes. Here, here it is. Because <laughs> Dennis Schroeder can be yep. stupid. That joker is stupid. He made some stupid <laughs> mistakes. And it's every night, every single night, this joker just throw the ball away. He's like Josh Smith in a point guard body. Oh, oh shoot. God. He, he's, the- he's, he's a little better. A little better. I mean... But do you not do you not attribute that to just age? I mean, I get it. he's coming off the yeah. Bench. He is he is pretty young, yep. but but we said the same thing with Josh Smith. We did. You know, it's like oh wait till he gets older. He's only seventeen. He's only eighteen. He's only nineteen. He's only twenty six. <laughs> All right, folks. So if you heard that, you heard how crazy <laughs> uh, the these claims were. 
about Dennis and all oh, Dennis is the future is the right move for Atlanta he's an aggressive point guard he he's competitive he gets after it I'd rather have him than Teague all day he has awareness of the shot clock uh, <laughs> shot clock awareness don't mean nothing if you win in 10 games a year oh man so I mean how, how y'all feel about what y'all had to say y'all very very cold takes about Dennis Schroeder I mean uh to be honest uh he looked good out the bench, you know, like those past couple of years before he started. And, you know, it's not a potential, you know, it was his age. And, you know, looked good out the bench. And he was different than Teague. I was tired of Teague. And, you know, it was just, you know, for, for that offense, you know, Bud scheme, you're just as good as your point guard is. And, and uh, he, yeah, because Teague only led him to sixty wins as a starting point guard. Yeah, I mean, I don't know Teague led. I mean, I'm more like Corver right there. <laughs> um, I'm with David. I was, I just, I was just tired of Teague. I had Teague fatigue, but uh, I, I, I'm not giving him credit for that sixty win season because Dennis was a part of it also, even though he was coming off the yeah, bench. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna say it's Corver. It was, it was a team. It was effort. a team effort. Yeah, that was Damari uh, Carroll. Yeah. Hur, hur, hur. yeah. Yeah. I mean, if. If you put that same Hawks team back together, they probably win sixty games again. So, right like I mean, today, not so. today, yeah, today, not yeah. today, today. Yeah, yeah, Kyle was... Carver had the best year of his life that year. Th- that I mean, the reason he had that year is because of the players that were around. Him. Yeah, like he, he was right. old then. And yeah, yeah, even though uh, that's that's the thing with that team. Like even when like Corver had he had some off nights, and you had Carroll and Perro hitting random threes. I'm like, what the world <laughs> yeah. is this? And uh, you know, just. Uh, Millsap hit a three. You know, it was just it was so Mike right. Scott, Mike perfect. Scott it was the perfect storm, man. Yeah, it was like this built perfectly. It was just, uh, just they playoffs. You know, it was a whole different game. <laughs> yeah, Mike Scott reality game are the most thing thing that I remember most from that season. Yeah, from those winning streaks. He randomly, he randomly would just have these poster dunks they, on they people out of nowhere. Just I, like, I just, like, where did that come from? Well, a lot of times he, he'd be out in open court and the whole place get up. We were like at 15 uh, wins in a row. I remember it was against Philly and it was against Portland. It was crazy. Like same week. <laughs> it was sold out every single night of that winning. That was crazy. In that would never happen again. In, in the playoffs, he was hitting floaters and stuff. He was trying to shoot floaters. And, and Trey Young is going to be cute and, you know, superstar, you know what I'm saying, all the attention on us. But it's not like the underdog coming out of nowhere in Atlanta where no one liked the Hawks and then all of a sudden they come together and just yeah, have that, this crazy month. Yeah, that team was literally like leftovers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. Right. 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 Le- leftovers from Utah. Yeah. Cause, when cause, the Hawks built that team – I kind of thought, you know, they were trying to tank at that time because I was just like, <laughs> you know, okay, they just signed Kyle Corbett. They'll probably trade him in midseason. Oh, they brought in Paul Millsap. Yeah, they'll probably trade him midseason. Yeah, I thought they were that, doing that, what they doing with Devin Harris. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, right. like, they were, that was just kind of like a team they just threw together and it just happened yeah, to work. Yeah, because I just remember uh, Barry came in and I remember Josh said he wants some more shooters. So they did the Josh, they did the uh, Joe trade. And I was yeah. like, okay, Corbett, you know. He's all right in Chicago, you know. He was he wasn't that shooting guard that Chicago needed, and and I was like, okay, this Chicago threw him away for a, a lot of people thought his career was over. Yeah, and he left Chicago. The so. crazy part, I got a question: Why didn't Utah win any more games than I, they did? Because three of them boys from the starting lineup came from Utah. Yep, Damari yeah. Carroll, Kyle Corver, and Paul Millsap. Yep, yeah, good farm team. Millsap they, was pretty good, and they had Darren yeah, Williams when those guys were there. Right, and Carlos Boozer. And Carlos Boozer. So yeah. I don't know how Utah didn't come away with a championship. And Carolina I mean, was still playing. And the oh, yeah, the Lakers. Yeah, <laughs> I guess the ran to the Lakers and Spurs. Yeah, crazy. I mean, but but they still didn't win sixty games. They won like 55, 57. Uh, I mean, and they had a Hall of Fame coach. But, but Jerry Sloan's gonna know, be in the Hall of Fame. That, that age old excuse. They were in the West. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was the legit West. Unlike now, well, when uh, the AC was Denver and they had fifty wins with Ellen Iverson and uh, Carmelo Anthony, yeah. that was the craziest year I think in the West. Period. Like yeah. the what West they that? talk about now. Oh nine. That, that was like yeah, oh nine. Yeah. Maybe oh eight. Oh eight, maybe. Oh eight at the at the earliest. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to not get mixed up with the Chauncey team. I'm trying to. <laughs> no, they, they, this was an Iverson team that won fifty games and was the AC. Did Chauncey come after or the AI or before? Yeah, yeah, because he was traded for AI. For AI. Okay, yeah. cool. AI went to Detroit, and then he went to Memphis. Yeah. And then he went back to Philly and retired. Yeah, yeah. people still act like the West is like juggernauts. Nah, it's, yeah. it's top heavy. 
But getting back to your original question, right? How much does Dennis kind of impact OKC? Because personally, I mean, I don't think everything we said about Dennis in that original episode was wrong. I feel like, you know, he lived up to some of that. He he averaged 19 points a game. I mean, that's more than Teague ever averaged. So, I mean, if we just looking at stats and numbers, yeah, he I mean, he had a successful time in Atlanta, but it wasn't really his play that was what bothered me it was that he didn't make anyone else better you know he never really developed into that leader in the locker room or on the court and he just kind of he was okay with just you yeah. know he wasn't okay with losing I mean I could tell losing bothered him but he wasn't trying to he, I'm trying to yeah, I, was, say this. I was expecting German Rondo like they hyped him up to be, yeah he's man. nothing like Rondo yeah. at all yeah it was just yeah, he just you know because T was real passive and I was like okay then it's gonna be real aggressive you know just like he wasn't even like that. He wasn't even like Tony Parker type aggressive either. No. And just, you know, he, for me, it was just like, you know, he was just better as a backup and like for Atlanta system. But, you know, Atlanta didn't have the team that would work best for him. Like, like I don't know what it what is the perfect team for him. But, you know, like Teague seemed to, you know, Teague did a good job of uh, setting up offense and stuff. And Dennis, he was more of a scorer and, and an energizer guy off the bench. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, I don't know, like, does he need like, did he need like a team like where he got like an all NBA first team defense to he, cover up? He ain't, he ain't gonna like OKC. No. Where where, where does where does uh? I think Dan- I think he's more happy to go to a winning team with superstars where he feel like they can do some damage more so than his own career. Yeah. Where? I mean, I don't know how that's really gonna work. I mean, is he gonna be okay coming off the bench? Because. Yeah. Because he kind of falls back into that role he and, had. And he, Westbrook played 42 minutes a game. Yeah. So he, there. I mean, they all had to play together. I mean, but can Dennis play off the ball? Because I don't see Westbrook that, playing off the ball. That's another thing. That's another thing. Them playing together in the backcourt. Paul George plays another 35, 38 minutes. Exactly. So, so where okay, does he get his minutes? So, so you're going to push Paul George to the three? And you're going you gonna to sit yeah, down yeah, yeah. Roberson? Yeah, he is a three. Well, yeah. Well, you, you see, you think he's a, like a full time three still? Yeah, he's full time three. Did, but but then they move him to two last year. Yeah, yeah, Robeson. Yeah, Robeson. Yeah, I mean, will Robeson be back this year? Like, yeah, will yeah. he be back? To, I mean, I know it's an Achilles injury, and that's something that's really hard to come back from. So, I mean, if he comes back, he's not going to be ready to play 30, 40, I mean, 25, 30 minutes like he was last year. That's not what that's not. Uh, what he's also, let, let me settle this. I saw Keith Smith tweet like last <laughs> night. <laughs> Keith. Uh, for the record, uh, yes, I'm saying Mike Muscala's better than Nerlens Noel. Stop feeding off the draft hype from four or five years ago. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know these folks don't watch the Hawks. Oh my how you God. watch Mike Muscala play? I mean, Moose uh, is my dude. He's a nice guy. He's a great guy. I mean, Nerlens, you know, I came from like Kentucky guys, but he he wasn't like the hype that everybody thought he was going to be. I mean, he's not. Have you seen Mike Muscala play is my question. Uh, oh, yeah. I was a season ticket holder. Jeez, it's, it's it's one thing to be a fan favorite, but it's another thing to actually have NBA. I mean, reputation. Like, if you ask players around the NBA how, who who you who you would pick, I'm pretty sure they would say Nerlens Noel. And it's not because of draft hype; it's because I mean he's a shot blocker and he's always been a shot blocker. I mean, like he had that good year in Philly, and it's just a bad situation there. Was it's just like the Dallas situation was just awful, so. I don't know if they're going to get Philly Noel or they're going to get Dallas Noel. So, I really don't know. But I mean, he was coming off an injury last year, right? Wasn't, uh, it, wasn't some, that last year when he was hurt or was it the year before? Uh, yeah, he, had, he, he, got hurt. Hurt. he got hurt last year, but he had some stuff going on that, you know, on and off the court that, you know, affected his performance. Muscala pick and pop, get the ball, fumble it at the three-point line, pick it back up. And then end up making a turnover somehow. Well, yeah, somewhere. Just, I it, mean, it's, is Muscala even a, a a guy? No disrespect to Mike. I I love like what he brought for Atlanta, but he's it, a great, great. I thought he's gonna be the Udonis Haslam of Atlanta. Yeah, I mean he he he's a great character guy, and he's he's done everything Atlanta has asked of him. And he was only a second round pick. So, right. I mean, is he really kind of overachieved? Yeah, he's really overachieved. But is he really a guy that you're gonna see on a team playing a key role when they're winning championships? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I feel that Ursan rose. So I mean, I don't expect him to be a. Ursan is way better than Michael yeah. Ursan yeah. was averaging 15, 16 points yeah, no, a game, and Ursan not even that good. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, Philly, I mean, you know, they having a hard time keeping their talent. I mean, like 
he'll fill his role, but you know. Yo, what about Kyle Corver and JJ Reddick on the same team? That's crazy. Five years ago, that'd <laughs> been even crazy. They, they, they trying, they trying to cover up uh, Ben Simmons that much. Yeah, yeah, they they got to get two of the be- uh, greatest three point shooters of all time on the same team. This was a bad off season for Philly. Yeah, it was like they they got worse to me. They they, yeah, they, they needed someone, and, and they lost Marco and Arson, which yeah. was kind of the only reason why they kicked it up so much. Yeah, like, towards the end of the people don't want to admit that they want to give it all to Simmons and Embiid. But that's, no, that that was Arson and um. That the Atlanta boys. They need yeah. they need those role players in and those now, scores. So, so now they brought in another guy from Atlanta. Yeah, <laughs> and they got Wilson Chandler, but can't count him to stay healthy. Yeah. Oh, they got Wilson Chandler. Yeah. yeah. Salary Bro. salary dump. Yeah. He, he kind of like just disappeared three years ago. Yeah, he just can't stay healthy. He just always get hurt. Did, I mean, did I tell y'all about the time I was watching um, MTV? I think it was after someone got killed, some black person. And this was when, like, Black Lives Matter was really heavy. And MTV had this, like, town hall meeting with Charlemagne hosting it. Oh, man. <laughs> they had Wilson Chandler calling him for a phone interview. And in the middle of the interview, he was like, yeah, I know people don't want to hear me. They want to hear, like, LeBron or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Charlemagne starts cracking up live on there, bro. And he was like, ah! I can't believe you said that, man. Because, you know, they said, if you're going to bring in Wilson Chandler, I'm like, Wilson Chandler? <laughs> and it, it was just funny. That's how Philly fans feel right now. That's, that's we we were fans. expecting Kawhi or Paul George, and we got Wilson. Yeah, they uh Have Philly fans become the new Laker fans? Yep. Yep. Uh, I don't know. I think this offseason has definitely been kind of humbling to them. So, yeah, like, Lakers been doing it for about ten yeah, years. Yeah, so. I mean, like, like they, getting Demar Derozan. But when are we gonna? When are we gonna start put holding them accountable for their? I mean, they had this this cute nickname all this time. Trust Le- the process. Yeah, trust the process. Okay, it's cool, but like, has their process really worked? I mean, they got two good players out of what? It how got, many years it got of you to the second round? Yeah, I mean that that's cool. Well, but it, it was five years. It's not that bad. I mean, how many I mean, players have they? I mean, missed I mean, I mean Orlando Orlando been bad that long. Yeah. They just been bad, but they've been trying to be good. Yeah, like, yeah. Philly, that's sad. Oh, yeah, they yeah, trying. Yeah. They were trying. I mean, Philly is just three years. Orlando is really yeah. the people we need to be criticizing. Wait, no, so Philly's Philly's only no, been no. tanking for three years. It, yeah, wait, Hinky, uh, Hinky, was only there for three years. Twenty twelve. I mean, before him, they got twenty twelve. They I mean, made the playoffs with Iguodala. Yeah, and they beat. And, the, and, and then they got rid of him in twenty thirteen. Yeah, so yeah, okay. the Denver. Then Iguodala went to uh, it felt like longer. State in 2014. It yeah. really felt like longer than that. Yeah, he, yeah, it did. But uh, Iguodala was only in Denver for one year. Yeah. So, all right, 2012, they made the playoffs. Iguodala, that was his last year. 13, 14, 15. Drafted Embiid in 14. Drafted Simmons in 16. Noel, 13. Oh, he drafted in 13? Yeah, Noel, 13. But, you know, he sat out his no, whole no, first year. No, no, I said Embiid. Embiid. Not Noel. It was that Noel came first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Where, where, I mean, well, I, I was only saying the, you know, the people who actually worked out. Oh, gotcha, <laughs> oh gotcha, I don't know, man. It's just hard to be drafting that high and only have yeah, two good players to show it's for. Just, uh, Markel Fultz is not good. Yeah, oh, I, say, I said this last year. He, he had a triple double. Yeah, oh, the, um, Markel Fultz. When? At the end of the season. Oh, good for him. That, don't mean, <laughs> that means nothing to me. I mean, that whole situation just that situation is a mess too. That's like after that stuff leaked out, the Colangelo thing, talking about the dude changing his jump shot, and I was just like, was, why would you leak that about your first pick? That you traded up to get when you could have had Jason Taylor. Why would you create a burner account to get? Why don't you just have a diary? Just guess, write. Guess just, people, yeah, just write it out. People in their you know e- people in their egos. I'm like, you really want people to feel? You really want someone to feel good about your moves? Because I I thought when Colangelo came, I never liked him. I watched him in Toronto. You know, he wasted Chris Bosh's prime. Yeah. I mean, but he was using the burner account to criticize his player. That that's the problem I have. Like defending yourself on on a burner account. Okay. Self-esteem issues. You're you're a millionaire, and people are coming at you online. It's gonna hurt your ego, I guess. I'm not a millionaire, so I don't have that ego. But you know, the the other part about just criticizing your own players. Why don't you just tell them to it, their face? I mean, it's 2018. Like people are gonna be able to track this down eventually. Yeah. So I mean, like yeah, just get like, a diary, write yeah. it down. You know, scream in the mirror. You know, cry into your pillow. Yeah, that's why he's not a GM. <laughs> I was like, I, I told you. I was like. I was like, I do not trust this guy. Like all he good, all he's good at is just getting European players. He's, he, but didn't he um rejuvenate Team USA? 
I mean, his yeah. dad was uh, Jerry Colangelo. Yeah. So, oh, Jerry Colangelo. Yeah, Jerry Colangelo. I always get them dudes mixed yeah. up. Man. Yeah, was, yeah. And I'm Jerry not even did. giving Jerry that kind of. Like, it's just it, the fact that NBA players actually thought it was cool to play for Team USA again. Yeah, yeah. The Paul George thing, you know, everybody's like, okay, we can play again. We're not scared nah, anymore. No, nah, no, but it's an 08. Because they changed it. When uh, 04 happened, that was the bottom point. Yeah, Larry Brown over here wanted to be veg- uh, favoring out these vets. Like, I mean, I, they didn't they didn't change anything. It was just that they, they, it put NBA, pride back into it. Like, they right. cared again. NBA Cause, players cause, didn't care to go over like, no yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. 04 was like, they just thought they were going to win because they USA. Yeah. And then they said, no, you got to actually, like, prepare for this. I mean, so, it was just 06, weird. They, uh, they took over. It was Colangelo and uh, Coach K. And then they rebuilt the whole thing from 06 on. It, it was just weird. I think it was like Richard Jefferson was getting more minutes than LeBron with Larry Brown in charge of Team USA. Then oh, they, and then I, they, I was nine years old. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I, don't, I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. LeBron barely played. Yeah, yeah. I know LeBron barely played. And uh, so did the rookies. Yeah. Melo and um, – Wait. And they got that bronze medal, and everybody like, you know, U.S. gets the gold, and then, you know, things change. Yeah, but that was Colangelo and Coach K that did that. Yeah, they they brought in that culture shift. How do you think it's gonna be with, um, speaking of trades in the NBA a little bit, um, Pop and uh, Kawhi this summer? Uh, I mean, I'm glad it's finally over with. I was, I was, I mean, it was just like. No, it's not over with. It's just getting started. I mean, just the trade. Just I'm glad it finally happened yeah. because it was just like everybody's just like, uh, and I'm seeing stuff like, oh, you know, if they keep waiting long. They're gonna have to take, you know, uh, you know, trash for trash for Kawhi. You know, with uh, with the Lakers, he gonna he'll give him to him at a deadline for like literally free because you know, like go ahead and take Lou Aldane for him. Oh I'm just like, I'm just like, you know, they're just like. like we're not gonna give up Ingram. We're not gonna give up Josh Hart. Now we're not gonna give up Kuzma. And you know, I just cut tired of seeing it because everybody was like, you know, every every day it was like a different take. They're like, oh, we heard uh, Kawhi's trying to hide from, you know, when he was in China, he's trying to hide from, hide from Pop. And you know, it was just like, where all this stuff just coming from? We had like revisionist history about everything. Like you know, it was like last year, you know, like oh, the Spurs was like here, and now they're like. Here's what really happened, you know, just like, you know, just like a soap opera every day. But I'm, yeah. just, I'm just glad it's over with because, you know, it's they kept, just getting started. Because it's just like, you know, uh, they're like, oh, Vegas say he's going to Toronto, but he might go to Philly. You know, Papa ain't going to see nobody in the West. He ain't going to help the Lakers. You know, just like everybody's like talking like these expert opinions and stuff like, you know, like like uh, Pop actually told him stuff and like actually did some before. And it's just like, you know, nobody knows nothing. And everybody just had all these expert opinions. And I was just like, okay, well, you know, this trade is over with and, you know, it's going to finally move forward. I don't have oh, wait, first, first, before you go, Jeremy, how do you feel about the reunion in two weeks? Team USA. Oh, uh, that's that's what I that was the original question. Kawhi probably <laughs> won't play. Yeah, he probably won't play. I mean, he probably ain't going to show up. He said he was going to play. Oh, man, people change. <laughs> yeah, people change. I, I got a couple problems with this. I mean, I don't care that he got traded. I don't. I, first of all, I want people to start and put this in perspective. It's right place for where Kawhi is on the list of great NBA players. Okay? He's top five. He's top five. But most of that is aided because he plays for the San Antonio Spurs. Let's be honest. Like, if you take Kawhi Leonard off the San Antonio Spurs, and place him in the middle of nowhere. Indiana. Indiana. Is he Victor Oladipo? No, he's not. He's an above average player off his own individual talent without the Spurs system. That's number one. Let's not act like LeBron James just went to Toronto. Yeah, okay. Because I've seen I can, people. I can't agree with that. I've seen people start to say, now Toronto's the favorite. No, they're no. not. They just got rid of DeMar DeRozan to get Kawhi Leonard. That's that's that subtraction and Kawhi only about evens that up. So wherever they were last year is where they are this year. I feel like Toronto has done a terrible job at management this offseason. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but get, get, getting rid of Dwayne Casey before you even know if LeBron's going to stay or leave in the East. Yeah, that was dumb. That and was then, dumb. like, because I feel like they could have tried one more year with Casey and DeRozan without LeBron. In but that's, that's, that's where I think they're headed with this. I think that they feel like 
this is them blowing their team up to me. Right, right. This right. like people are saying they're gonna win the East. I'm like, no, this is them saying they're giving up because getting Kawhi now and giving away DeRozan's tells me, oh, they just want that cap space yeah. in the next couple years. So now at the deadline, they move Kawhi. Like, why, why would you keep Kawhi Leonard when you know he's not standing? I mean, it's uh... you can you you can look up next year and Toronto have uh, Lonzo Ball, uh, Brandon Ingram. All kind of assets, and you gonna be like, "Why did this happen?" Because they went the, and stole. I, I don't think the Lakers gonna do that. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna. They, and, they've the deadline because they already think that he coming there. Yeah, they they've been pretty. They've been putting their they, foot they down on that. I, I, I don't. They, I don't. Paul, I don't think it's I, as I think clear cause, as cause people Kawhi think it is. Because Kawhi could go to the Clippers. Exactly. He, that's my point. He, he said. He said he just want to be in L.A. He yeah. don't care playing for the Clippers. And that's my problem with Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Why are you out here? Telling people where you will and will not go. Be happy to be in the NBA. Why don't you just do an interview? Just come out and speak for yourself and clear all this stuff up. Don't have yeah. people talking for you and then be upset about how what people are how people how are perceiving. perceiving you. Exactly. If you got a problem with it, come out and talk because you're coming off as a big baby right now. I don't have a problem big with players coming. I don't have a problem with players coming out and saying, "Hey, you know, I don't want to be here. Um, I, I really want to. I really want a different situation." Cool. Do do what you got to do because that's it's it's a business. But speak to it. Put I your mean, words but, but, with but, it. But you know who who doesn't get enough credit for that? He just got like like killed for that. Who did Dwight Howard? Um, uh, okay, how how this going? Orlando, Orlando, <laughs> I mean, Orlando. When when Dwight Howard when Dwight Howard spoke out and said, you know, obviously, you know, this is where I wanted to be. Uh, da, 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 da. You know, Los Angeles. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is why everybody knew it. Uh, so and so. I felt like we outgrew Thompson in Orlando. Blah, blah, blah. They, they had the awkward thing with Van Gundy that one time, but. Yeah, I, I thought mean, he wanted to be in Brooklyn. Well, I mean, well, he, he said, I'm just saying that, that Dwight Talking voiced out then. the fact that he didn't want to be on Orlando anymore. I don't know. It's just, it's kind of, the NBA is different now. Yeah, it's different. It's, it's a lot different than it was then. Back then, you didn't, you didn't. You didn't step over your coach back then. Right, right. Like, at the end of the day, you just respected your coach. Right. Yeah, like, he was very disrespectful. And to Van Gundy. To Van Gundy. Yeah. And, um, yeah, coaches have more – the league favorite coaches more. Now the players have more power now. Just like – Because of LeBron. Because of LeBron. Because yeah. yeah. LeBron's disrespect. Yeah, because <laughs> – yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know a coach that – I don't know. If I was a coach and I was coaching the Cavaliers, I would feel pretty disrespected because LeBron's the coach. But – I mean, going to the Lakers, I think Luke Walton has already prepared himself for that because they were teammates. So. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, you know, LeBron is the coach over Luke Walton because he is the first pick. Luke Walton was the last pick. <laughs> first round. He said, you know what this is. You already know what this is, Luke. <laughs> but yeah. I, I don't – I don't first – and then the la- the, my last point was that. I want to see LeBron and LeVar go at it. Like, someone oh, set up, God. like, a debate channel, like a, a table. He ain't going to let that affect his brand. I don't think LeVar is going to say anything. Because LeVar going to be like <laughs> – I think we've heard LeBron the last of LeVar ain't letting Lonzo play enough. <laughs> I mean, he'll, oh, he'll, he'll say stuff, you know, but – it won't you know. be as much as it was. He ain't. You ain't gonna get him coming out. Oh, Lonzo need to be playing eighty-five minutes a game. Yeah, he gonna like, say that kind of stuff no more. Yeah, like he, you know, you got LeBron James. Here. Like you got LeBron James, Levar Ball. Who they gonna grab? Who's media gonna gravitate towards? You know, just like you know, Levar Ball. Yeah, uh, uh, LeBron gonna get his naturally. He gonna get his spotlight. Yeah, he's gonna well, win Levar Ball gonna get the more. He gonna get the headlines. And then, too. like you know, LA got all those different personalities. So it's like a beat writer's dream. But but the thing about uh, Lavar is, Lavar the lack of coverage from Lavar lately isn't even Lavar's fault. Oh well well no no no, it's not the media's fault. A media just stopped covering Lavar Ball. It's Lavar Ball cutting off the media because he had a sour experience with them. Because remember after uh, what well, what happened? Oh he said the thing about Luke Wallen while they was in Lithuania. After yeah. that he cut off ESPN altogether. Yeah. So I mean that's really why we haven't heard from Levar Ball like we usually have. I don't know. It's it's all about winning now. So yeah. I mean I don't really winning think- what? What are you gonna win in LA? Man. I mean, I'm not saying they're gonna win anything this year, but in a year or two, that team's gonna look a lot different than what it is now. And then the fact that they have young guys that are going to get better, I mean, they're not that far off. Like yeah, the that's way, why I don't it, understand why they want Kawhi so badly because Kawhi is not going to help them win a championship. 
if they have to get rid of all these young players to get Kawhi, then they might as well just keep the team they have. Yeah, I was definitely a. I was definitely the same attitude. I was just like, you know, you need death to beat Golden State. Yeah, you're yeah. not beating Golden State with just Kawhi and LeBron I mean, and Lonzo Ball. That's I mean, not going to beat. The, that's not going to beat the Warriors. I mean, no you beat what. the um, Portland Trailblazers in the first. You know, exactly. You beat Portland, but you know, like you facing like uh, the 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 Rockets and the you facing the Rockets and the Warriors. You're gonna need death. You, you know, McCullum did a, a podcast with uh, Kevin Durant this week. And uh, I only listened to, like, the first few seconds where they did, like, the teaser of the episode. And he was like, why are you mad, man? And he was like, because we got to play against y'all. <laughs> and it was uh, stuff like that. What is Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum going to do in the prime of their careers? Like, what can you do if you're stuck in a situation like Portland? I mean, that GM is awful. <laughs> I mean, it's, even if their GM wasn't awful, like, like like Rashad just said, I don't I don't know what you do, but then you'll have people in twenty years saying, "Oh, Damian Lillard ain't that great because he never won a championship. He only made so and so all star team." How, how how is it his fault? I mean, I mean, dude can't even get out get out against New Orleans. So I just like you know. I mean, but how oh, they got swept? Yeah, that's bad. I, yeah, like, I mean, that's that, I mean, but but he has one series like they like. Just two years ago, they beat the Rockets in the playoffs. So, no, thought, have you had an episode since like, Demarcus Cousins like, signs with the Warriors? No, we haven't. For real? We've been going that long. That's crazy. No, hey, I thought, I thought it was like listeners, Demarcus Cousins signed with the Warriors. <laughs> thought it was like Might five years ago. No, uh, Damian literally hit a buzzer beater to put the Rockets I, out. That was the like Dwight's first year. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was Dwight's yeah. first year in Houston. In Houston, yeah. That was like thirteen. That was before they even had Collin. I, I was in uh, Valdosta. They still had Lamarcus so Aldridge. That was 2014. 2014 playoffs. Yeah. But still. That's I mean, when the Hawks were playing um, the Pacers. That's the yeah. AC. That's the AC. And it went seven. They should have won that too. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That was the end of Roy Hibbert that next year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He uh, never recovered. Kyle yeah. Carver blocked them. Nothing was the same. <laughs> Yeah, that was the mythical Kyle Corver defense. I I, I, was, I remember I used to, you know, that used to be a thing on Twitter and stuff like Kyle Corver and playing on defense. And I was like, oh. I, I remember when, yeah, I think you said it. You were like, uh, we were talking about some prospect, some young kid. And then I was like, he plays defense. And you was like, does he play defense or he play Kyle Corver defense? <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, he's a. Uh, I mean, Corbin's a good help defender and good team defender, but it's as far as like one on one, if I need him to be a uh, on the ISO defense, you know, playing defense, I'm like, no, nah, I would not have playing ISO. Man, like, everybody can play team defense. Everybody looks good. You just need effort. You just yeah, need that's effort. all effort. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just just effort. defend when the guy's in your area and then that calling young bull. To- <laughs> turns, and he still got 37 points dropped on him. Yeah, turned Super Saiyan. <laughs> how, how did Josh Hart still score 35 points and he was out yeah. there in Super Saiyan mode? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, don't do all that fake, the tough guy stuff. Play defense. I don't hey. care, I don't care about all the faces. Colin Saxon, he's he the, he the truth, man. He, he's good, but that young bull. That uh, all those faces and all that intensity don't, don't mean nothing to me. Like, hey, y'all need some pieces, man. <laughs> <laughs> This is when the guy dropped at 37, though. So I was, yeah, I was like, dang, you going to do something. Like, okay. I was like, oh, that first time I heard him talk, I was like, dang, you almost had knee face. <laughs> you, you, you saw Le, uh, LeBron do the, do the little oh, stance yeah. at, at the tournament? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, LeBron out here at these tournaments, man. Bronny, Bronny going to yeah. be the truth. He in dad mode. Yeah, I, I want to see Bronny see how good he's going to be. He got a lot of attention on him. I mean, he's actually good. It's not like that. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, the, there's like famous players with sons who only get like one video because they're not that good. Yeah. If you're getting consistent coverage, you got to be good. No, yeah, he's a, like uh, Wade's son. Wade's yeah, Wade's son is good, but he ain't. He's not completely different than his father. Like, his game is a lot like his dad. He's a better shooter. But yeah, he's a better shooter. Bronny. Bronny has his own swag, his own style. He, he doesn't even play like his dad. So uh, I seen the the I other mean, son. He got he like Curry, like. Now, LeBron's other son? Yeah. And his other son, like 10? Yeah, he's yeah. young. He's young. He's yeah, like, we we got to wait for that. Yeah, that's too early. Yeah, I was like, okay. I'm, I'm kid play. Shoot, they be over here pulling at these middle school and stuff for football. In football? So. Well, I mean, <laughs> in football, dudes be like 6'7 in the middle school. So it's like, you going to offer him. Yeah. you only going to get bigger. He never and he end up at a small school just because he couldn't play. Yeah, they it's, said, it's um, usually yeah, yeah. They they grades mess up and then they end up at a community college. Yeah, they were yeah. like saying, um, yeah, I know they say like football, like you getting like sixth graders getting scholarship you know, offers and stuff. And I thought like Bronny was getting 
attention from like a big schools. I was like, what? But you know, uh, you know how Bronny missed that dunk and LeBron was going crazy because he attempted a dunk in the game. Uh, Man, LeBron was dunking at about twelve. <laughs> All the greatest dunkers in the history of the league was dunking in sixth grade. No, he's not. He's not going to be LeBron. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's not going to be LeBron. He's not going like, to be that special. But he yeah, he yeah. has a chance to play in the NBA. Yeah, to play in the NBA. Which is good. Which is really yeah, great. Like that's, that's that's great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the people I, in the when, world when, get to play when, in the when NBA. You see, when you see Jordan's sons end up the way they do, to play in the NBA is great. Do you guys remember that uh, really good, uh, like you guys were saying that some of the, uh, these these kids that gets off, get offered really young. And, um, yeah. And they end up at uh, like small schools or community colleges. The best story I've seen come out of that was this guy that played at West Virginia. Oh yeah, I remember him. What's his name? He was he was like supposed to be this really big time quarterback, quarterback yeah. prospect in USC offering him when he was like twelve. Yeah, he Kiffin. Yeah, Kiffin. Was it Kiffin's guy? Yeah, he was it was Kiffin. Uh he played he, he played receiver last year. He like I think he led the country in touchdowns. Oh it's not. Man, so I can't think of his name. Yeah, well, he I, turned he turned out to be good in something. Yeah, he was <laughs> yeah, he went to like four or five different schools trying trying to play quarterback and he said, I'm just gonna play receiver and he balled out. That's crazy how the College guys in football be playing for like five, six years. Yeah. Because yeah. they transfer schools so much and eligibility and all that. I remember Ant was trying to get a six year at Lafette at uh, Louisiana. Yeah. I was hearing about this uh, kid, JT Daniels, USC. He reclassified and he's going to USC this year. I was like, dang, I thought that was just a basketball thing. You can't thing. do that in no football. Yeah, he going there this year. No, I'm just saying, like, physically, like, you can't. I don't know. Some you know man, these kids are so different than they were. 15 years, yeah, even 10 years ago, man. Like, it's, I see some of these kids and they look like college players now. And I'm just like, man, you need to be playing over here. Dude, dudes be having beers, yeah. bro. I'm yeah, like, so, like, where'd you grow that? But then they're from? also doing this thing where they hold kids back a year in, yeah, in middle school before they get to high school. So, oh, okay. you'll see a kid that's a freshman and he's really supposed to be a sophomore or a junior. Oh, okay. gotcha. so, yeah, I read, um, so I read a story on Daniels and it said, like, his parents kept him back in eighth grade so he can get his muscle mess up. I was like, what? Yeah. Oh, okay. So he is. He's old really a senior. Yeah. Okay. So he not reclassifying. Like I'm thinking, you talking yeah, about like 10, a 17 year old like reclassifying to play college football. I said like oh. taking 10 classes last year. I was like, what does he play? What is he? A quarterback. He's a quarterback. Yeah, USC. I don't know why he's going to USC early. They just got a big time recruit this you year. You talking about Southern California? Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. Isn't it crazy how like when people say USC, everybody assumes South uh, California. It's not that crazy, but it is like considering we're in the South. <laughs> yeah. Like we never said like South Carolina. Uh, people just say South Carolina when they're talking about South Carolina. Yeah. yeah. Oh. You know, since we talking about South Carolina, I got a hot take from uh, SEC media days was this weekend. Oh yeah, it's a crazy week. Not not this weekend. All week. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and call the first upset of the year. Even though football season, how many weeks away? Six? Five it's, or six? It's not some, that. I mean, college like football, that. not that as far. As yeah, yeah, something like that. I think it's five five weeks away. I think this makes five weeks. But anyway, uh, South Carolina's going to beat Georgia. Uh, that second game of the year. Uh, wow. I saw some one of South Carolina's players like come out and say, uh, basically he was saying that South Carolina has every reason to think they can beat Georgia. And I agree. If you watch last year's game, they should have beaten them last year. They were maybe two or three plays away from winning last year's game. I don't know what the final score was, but I think uh, South Carolina fumbled the ball like on the one or two yard line a couple times, and they missed a couple field goals. So that's that's gonna be upset number one since South Carolina. And wow, I, I don't I don't think that's that bad because you know. I mean, I think Georgia this year is going to come in kind of big headed. Right. Team, they team, get teams that have a season like Georgia last year, they always come in big headed the next year because they think, oh, Farms only a sophomore. Oh, snap. We only still juniors. We only still sophomore. Yep. You know what I'm saying? They always think that if we made it this far last year, but it's like, but y'all kind of surprise people making it that far exactly. last year. Like, yeah. y'all, people forget. They just think about the end of the season. So they come in kind of cruising into summer workouts. You get hurt going yep. to fishing. Yep. They're going hunting. They, oh, we good. We, we Georgia. Oh, we got the number one recruiting class again. Yep. It's going to be, you got to play the game. Oh, yep. So it's like. I ain't going to be no rolling no hats out there. But I have, a, afraid this year. I have a rant about SEC Media Week. Okay. Because it's like that with the Super Bowl now, too, where the fans can buy tickets to the Super Bowl. It's just a big thing. Yeah. I think putting a whole show around a media event 
is what is kind of making like media personalities more celebrities and I think that's what these kids are seeing growing up and so they see media personalities more celebrities than well, actual report. journalists oh, reporters. and it's keeps on de- uh, declining the, the quality of journalism another thing that I kind of want to say like I don't want to throw shots but I think I'm going to throw some shots Shams right Shams he, he'll go out and he'll, he'll report the stuff first you know got the great sources report the stuff first or second a lot of cases second or you know if it's a smaller deal he'll be first but if you actually click the actual stories he ain't talking about nothing I mean, I know that's the name of the game now. Get yeah. the content out and get the clicks over the quality of the journalism. Yeah. But he ain't talking about nothing in these stories, man. Yeah. It's two, three sentences. So basically, he signed he, with the so and so. He last played for the so and so. That's yeah. all that happened is he hit lot. He hit the lottery and got great sources yeah. early on in his career. He last <clears> season <throat> no he averaged thirteen point one points. Oh yeah. Four point nine rebounds on two and so percent shooting. Yeah. And that's it. So, I mean, I'm just saying, I feel like this whole glamorizing media personalities is declining the quality of today's journalism. Well, I mean, the thing about it is it's just like, you know, specific people can do it, you know, because other than that, it's just, you know, somebody just can't, you know, they do like, I think, I think so-and-so is going to sign, you know, like a few people can say, I know so-and-so is going to sign. Right. So it's just like, you know, you got to be a special person to be able to get that type of information. And I mean, like people can want to be the next Woj and Sham stuff, but you know, what you going to do, go up, put a camera, put a camera phone in dude's face. Like, hey, where you going? Where you going to sign? Where you thinking about? Like, I don't know. What oh, no, it's just kind of. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's just kind of making it hard for the rest of like the normal journalists. Like if there used to be a place for people who don't have great sources and who can't get all the information to have a great career like now it only matters if you got great sources and you can get you stuff out real story. and you break stories like yeah. there's shout more out to, to chris haynes more he's having a great summer there. by the way who is that chris haynes he, yeah. broke, he broke a few stories this summer yeah he's going to stay he's and being you know, he, I, oh, okay. I think he's always been a decent reporter yeah, yeah that's yeah. my guy shout out chris haynes. yeah he got the r&b profile picture <laughs> no he can dunk he, he played uh he played in college Oh, I know that. In, in like 2000, 2001. Yeah. I found that out through the, he did a CJ McCollum, uh, Damian Lillard interview during the season. It's a great interview. It's like, I think two hours long or an hour and a half. I watched every single bit of it because it was entertaining. It was good. I think Chris is just having a great year. Yeah, so I'll, I'll see him in Detroit in a couple of weeks. So I'll tell him that. Yeah, you yeah. definitely got to start to hype up some of these guys that don't get a lot of, like a lot of the yeah. attention. Cause like there's a lot of great journalists out here that just don't get the attention. Cause I see people on, on Twitter like going back and forth about who's better, a uh, Woj or Shams. I'm just like, <laughs> there are other reporters out here doing the same thing, and yeah. no one wants to talk about them because they don't break the story first. And then you got people out here like uh, Mitch Lawrence and Sneaker Report breaking stories before the big guys. Yeah, yeah. no, but but you know what? What who I really support? I mean, who I really just like? They just impress me so much. The people who know the game, like like really know the game. Like I don't know the game. Like people know the game. Yeah. When people break down clips on Twitter and they'll be like, oh, he comes up here on the on the wheel screen and so, so I'm like, dude, what the how do you know that? Hey, you never played in the NBA. That's but. how that's how you uh that's how you uh know what's know what the important stories are. Yeah, like right. some like all these glamorous moves that these teams have been making the last couple of years, like <clears throat> a lot of these guys that really know the game don't they're not like, okay, that's not really a big deal because he ain't gonna play that well for them. Oh, how do you know that? He has a big name. Yeah, it's just, that's journalism, man. Because the, yeah, the, the guys who really know the game, like, you know what I'm saying, the low-key guys on Twitter and stuff that be breaking down clips like that, like, that junk just amazes me. Like, I want to I wanna get to that point where I can understand the game like that just because, like, I don't know. It's just, like, I want to understand what you're talking about when you're breaking down stuff like that yeah. to yeah. that yeah. level. It's just consumers, like, you know, who wants to read a 3,000-word story? You're right. And, you know, attention spans are – Getting worse, but worse than ever, and it's just like, how can you tell a good story and keep someone's attention span? That's that's what, and that's what's wrong with our country. Yeah, that's what I try to figure out because you know, people. There's good story. Like I, I had um athletic trial, and um I downloaded out like a week trial, read some stories, and it's pretty good stuff on there. It's just 
but you know who's gonna who's gonna read it you know because it's just like man I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm tired of, i'm tired of making excuses for our, the people in america don't we're not gonna tailor because you don't want to sit and read with something that you have to have to be able to survive on planet earth um, we're not gonna start. We're not gonna tailor stuff to you just because you're too lazy to read something. If anything, we need to write more so they have to read more. And I'm, I'm getting really tired of journalism thinking that oh, well nobody's gonna read it, so we gotta make it really trendy. No, if they don't want to read it, they don't read it. I had Move a great day. I had a great like. I think it was like 45 minutes actually interview with, with when I interviewed Al Duncan for a story. So like you know, of course the story is gonna be long. It's a forty-five minute interview, yeah. and like she made me laugh about twenty-five minutes after forty-five minutes. So it's like <laughs> I, I wrote a long kind of like you know twelve hundred plus words thing or whatever. That's still kind of cutting down for a forty-five minute yeah. interview. Yeah. I, I feel like I don't write that much, so uh, I turned it in. Oh, next time make sure you keep it around six hundred. Blah blah blah. Okay. I'm like. It was a forty-five how minute can, How can you truly tell a story if you can't? If you got a word limit? How, how do you How do you know who this lady is from? If I went forty-five minutes about her life story and, and half that, you might as well have just posted the video or the interview or posted the, <laughs> or posted the sound of the video. Right, That's right. what I mean. I don't even think. But then people too like just sit there and listen. No, to that. no, no, no. Because I think that that is something that has changed. People are still listening to the long form stuff. People are still watching the long form stuff. Because I see Joe Budden Podcast. Joe Budden Podcast is is on tour. Yeah. And they do two and a half hour episodes. Now, I, I will admit, I, I, I was working this week and I, and I just sat. This was the first time I had ever listened to it. I yeah, oh yeah. You, and I, just, told, and just I told listen you to Joe Budden Podcast. They, they funny, ain't they? Yeah, they funny and they, and they get addicted yeah, quick. Yeah. Like, I, I, I listened to one and yeah. I messed around and looked up and I was like, dang, I don't listen to eight episodes. <laughs> just sitting here working. So I got a lot of work done I'm just joking. sitting there listening to Joe. The Nasty Awards. Yeah, shout out <laughs> Joe. And they on tour and all that. They doing the thing. Hey, they, yeah, they, doing, they doing good things, man. I, so, I, like, I like what they do. So, so I'm saying like long form, I think audio and video is still in. Because there's a yeah, Breakfast yeah, Club. Yeah, there's a place for that. Bre- I mean, yeah. Breakfast Club came up in since 2013. That's true. You That's know what really I'm saying? True. And they came up through the YouTube interviews, which were like an hour, 30 minutes. So there's a form for, I mean, there, there's a place for a uh, long form audio and video yeah we just need a place for a long form print yeah that's that's why I wonder or not even necessarily print like just uh, I, like I said I'm not making no excuses for nobody to not want to read that's that's your fault and you need to change that because that's the way the world works there's no way you're going on this planet where you're not going to have to read something and that's just the way it is. I'm sorry. I think the the latest long thing I've read, it was probably like maybe in it was it might have been last year or maybe been February. Whenever I did the story about the, the Kaepernick stuff. So that might have been last year. That was that that was the last thing I read. It was New York Times. It was like the full complete story on the evolution of Colin Kaepernick. Junk was like, I don't know how many words it was, but it was long. Like it broke down his childhood in about a chapter, <laughs> his college life in a chapter, his professional life in a chapter, and then how he is now out of the league in like half a chapter. So that was the last long thing I read, but after reading that, I, I understood Colin Kaepernick so much more yeah. than what I've heard for over, you know what I'm saying, two years of hearing this man's name on TV every single day. Yeah. I learned more in that one little <clears throat> big old essay. And, and when you speak on him, you can speak on him with the depth of his of understanding of what you're talking about. These people ready. on Twitter are see these clickbaity and trendy little headline headline things, Pictures. and then they'll come at you and try to act like they know what they're talking about. And I'm just like, did you actually read no, the story? No, no, no. When the worst thing about the, the Twitter thing is when people see that headline, the picture, right? And it's the clickbait stuff. And you read the story and it has nothing to do with that. And they quote it and they're like, and they attack the journalist. Oh, this has nothing to do that. First yeah. of all, then I'm like, well, how about you click and read the story? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I, I ran into that, like, as Hawks people around the Hawks community. How many people did you see tweeting that, oh, Carmelo Anthony is a Hawk? Oh, man, we get we got Carmelo Anthony and oh, my God, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, did you did you not <laughs> see the part where they say he, he's going to be released? Yeah, yeah. yeah so, uh, that, that just got me pull my hair out. Because <laughs> it's just like, I was like, y'all really think 
he's coming to the Hawks to like, play. Why, why would you want him on the Hawks? Hey, I'm on Did you on not the see him play last year? Sell, sell the tickets for a year, man. Get, give me a mellow jersey. You know man, that's what, what Trey Young is for. Trey <laughs> Young is far more in, exciting and entertaining and has a better future than what Carmelo yeah. Anthony has. Yeah, yeah and but you know Trey Young is Atlanta bred. You know, Melo. You know, it's like having a McGrady Atlanta jersey. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, he's it's old just, and washed up. It's just some nice back to, to New York, have, as far you know? as I'm concerned. We, we got Akeem in the building. Now, we got Akeem in the building. Akeem, man, uh, say, say something York. to the people. We've been talking about basketball the whole time, man. Throw right. something in about the MLB baseball. Some about the baseball. Something different. Uh, radio something. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, t- what what just about is there to say? Well, Kawhi Leonard, what about that dude? Ugh. What about that dude? We just we 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 talked about him, and we I t- said, talked and I, about him, and I said that uh, you know, forget that guy, forget that guy. But here's the thing that makes me so that that I was thinking about all week, that I was thinking about all week, particularly over the last you know over the last few days and stuff is huh come again if you're toronto making that deal huh come again if you're toronto why would you like the thing the thing that i don't get is i i hear everybody talking about okay you know they're getting they're getting somebody who's better than demar derozan well here's the thing demar derozan was not a locker room problem Who's to say that he's not going to be a locker room problem? Because we all know he's trying to put out all this stuff, trying to say, oh, he wants to play in Toronto all of a sudden. That's stuff coming from his camp. Like, that stuff I feel like that is clearly coming out of his camp. He clearly wants to be in Los Angeles, and he's clearly trying to trying to basically make his image all the more better because he's pretty much tarnished his image in San Antonio. He's pretty much tarnished his image all over the NBA. So at this point, he's trying to grease his palms and everything, trying to make him more attractive in terms of San, in terms of eventually going out to either LA to play for the LA Lakers or the Clippers because that's where we know what he wants to be. But why would you do that deal especially if you're Toronto? And here's why. Because everybody in the East has to understand LeBron's no longer in the West. LeBron's no longer in the Eastern Conference. Newsflash, he's a Laker now. So why are they using previous records to try and say, oh, DeMar DeRozan c- couldn't get it done in the playoffs? No, could get it done in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference the last few years against LeBron. So I just don't understand what the whole thing is with Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, the entity that owns the Raptors, and everything that's going on with that. I don't get that one bit. On Carmelo Anthony on that on that whole note. Trap yeah. money bitch. Why would he why would why would he he it, it but the thing is that Carmelo really doesn't care at this point. Because Carmelo, at this point, we know he's all about the money. We know he it's clear at this point he's all about the money. If he's all is, about the money, he would have stayed in Atlanta. No. Atlanta didn't give him a choice. Hey, took, like, no, gave, you're not playing for us. Hey, you take up. this money, you go home. Yeah, they gave him all this money. Like, you should go home. No, no. Go home, go Mello. Home. Got the full, go home, Mello. 20, got the full 27. That's that's the first. <laughs> I, want, I want Mello. Man, I don't Give I, me Mello. Talking, I he, want Mello when he was in Denver. I want that Mello. I want that Mello. You talking oh. to a Mello fan, and yeah. I don't even want him to play we, for my we, favorite team. We ain't team. even about to do nothing this year, man. That's the thing, though. So, That's the thing, though. I mean, you might as thing, well play mellow for a year. Well, why would you want him to corrupt? Trey yeah, Young? yeah, yeah. That, 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 That's the only thing I was thinking about yeah. is him yeah. slowing down the process of processing. What is it? What <laughs> is it with? What is it with Atlanta all of a sudden signing all these stars after they're already washed up? Like it's the oh, same I mean, thing with Dwight Howard because we they were signed. I mean, uh, thank that you. Just, that was just uh, I was Presti was trying to save money, and I was just like, you know, it's like, hey, can we work a deal out where somebody can take? Take Melo so we could save some money because they was gonna pay three hundred. Hawks got cap space. Yeah, and they they took it, saved Presti over sixty million dollars. You know, they would have paid three hundred million for that team if they would have kept Melo. Did that? Does this move make them better? Because I think it, I think it gives them maybe two extra wins. You talking about uh, Oklahoma <laughs> <Okay>. City? <laughs> they got the same team as they had last year. They think yeah, they I, just, I just don't trust. On. I don't trust George. I don't trust Paul George, Russell Westbrook, Dennis. Like they literally got the most untrustworthy people in the 
in the NBA on one team. I don't trust Billy Donovan in the playoffs. People were like, Dennis Schroeder's an upgraded Reggie Jackson. I was like, no, he's not. What, no. was, was Reggie Jackson, Wait, what was the Reggie did? Jackson years, that really great in OKC? Uh, he was okay. I mean, I mean, but it wasn't like Reggie Jackson was the key to OKC and almost had, beating the Golden State Warriors. And they had Kevin the Durant Detroit. at that point. Yeah. They don't even have Kevin Durant anymore. So Reggie Jackson's years are irrelevant because what has he done in Detroit? Uh, he wear a suit. Okay, cool. What has anybody <laughs> done in Detroit nowadays? Well, Blake. You can't really do all that Yo, much. We, we about to Speak turn up Blake. in Detroit. You already know what that is. Shout out NABJ. We about to get it. Let's get it. Oh, look at you. Oh, I'm just God. waiting till next year when they got in Miami. You want to talk about a party. <laughs> you want to talk about a party. You want to talk about taking your talents to South Beach? That's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. yeah. Just a professional conference in Miami. Sure. Hey, yeah. You're, you're really yeah. going to see who really yeah. about their business and, and who about the. People are going to be coming in in palm tree shirts. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. With pina coladas. <laughs> With flip flops right. into the and career flip flops. <laughs> so true. So true. I can't wait for that. I can't wait for that. But but yeah, I mean, like like you were saying, like, I just don't I just don't get all these all these old signings. Like, I just don't I just don't get like. If we're if the Hawks are gonna get a superstar, at least get somebody who is at least in their prime. I mean, Hawks didn't get nobody. <laughs> yeah, the Hawks got uh, Justin Anderson. Yeah, that's it. Who? Oh, exactly. Yeah. Who? He played at Virginia last time. Yeah, he's one of where he's one of Pierce's guys. <laughs> yeah, I so mean, he probably I think he probably gets some minutes behind Prince. Yeah, yeah, he'll he'll probably play more than people think he does. I mean, he he I like his game. He ain't nothing to be excited about though. It's whatever. Who yeah. on the Hawks really is to be excited about other than Trey Young? I'm excited about Torian Prince and John Collins. Yeah, uh, Amari Spellman. Who? Kevin Herter. We'll see. We'll have to see about that one. The irony. Herter and Hurt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I hope he's not another Bimbry. I hope, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've been waiting on Bimbry to play for how long now? I just want to see. I just want to see because I know there's all this hype going on about Trey Young, but I just want to see him at least play just one NBA season before we start building a statue of him outside of Phillips. Like, can he just get one full? Like we, like we want to build a statue of this dude based on what he did in summer league. Okay, we want to build a statue of this dude based on what he did in summer league. Okay, can we at least get him and the entire team up against actual real NBA competition before we start building statues of him outside of Phillips? No. I've <laughs> seen stuff in Trey Young that I haven't seen from my Hawks. Like, yeah, I like yeah. that. In I, summer I like league, his, I, I like his passing. It, it's, yeah. it, I mean, you know by, I, I mean, his, his entire aura of like just you know, star quality like can't be described. Like you can be a very good player but not be a star. Yeah. Like you're just born with it. You either have it or you don't. And, and like he has it. And you know how I am about just yeah. anointing people, but he's soft. That, that, he, he, he <laughs> no, is, that was Blake Griffin. He is soft. <laughs> but, but, but that that summer that summer league game when he brought well he didn't bring them back they came back for twenty seven that was and he closed the deal that was yeah then he closed no the no, deal. no 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 yeah. when he ran up to Dorsey and took the ball yeah and said I'm taking the last shot that's why I was like yeah this guy got something that we haven't had you know what I mean yeah, everybody else be looking looking at coach what we do <laughs> yeah like he he ain't afraid of the moment and that's one thing that I didn't really see him. From him in Oklahoma, hopefully that kind of that 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 little spark we saw turns into something big. But I mean, I, I kind of want to see him in the regular season. But like Rashad said, that's that quality is something that you don't yeah, you can't teach you that. can't teach that because there's a lot of great players in the NBA that just don't have that, and they will never have that. Joe Johnson was one of those. He had all the skill set you needed. He just didn't have that spark of oh, I'm a star. I know I need the ball when the moment is big. That's something you like. That's something you born with, and that's. I, I, I kind of saw it out of him. So, you think maybe Trey Young can put up numbers enough to be, where he can potentially be a rookie of the year candidate? No, no. didn't think play, so. Play no. in Atlanta, he's not. He's not going to be. He's not going to be a rookie of the year. Yeah, I don't think it, it matters where he plays. It's just I think he, he, he's going to get the media national attention. Yeah, he's going to get attention, but I just think that uh, at this point, DeAndre Ayton is a better player. Oh yeah, if he if he plays like reasonably um, Kevin uh, a, reason, yeah, a, a reasonable, a reasonable amount of games he'll average a double double almost Kevin Knox is another you're one. thinking about like a guy like Donovan Mitchell who had a great summer league he wasn't the first pick he wasn't in the top five 
That's kind of like what Kevin Knox. Was. Yeah, Kevin Knox is is my. Dog. I mean, got that, uh, Donovan Mitchell was. And yeah. got the New York hype machine behind him too. Yeah, yeah and no. That New York hype machine can turn against you real quick. He'll average, he'll average 15 points, and they'll be like, "He's the best young player in the game." Yeah, and then he has a few. And, and then, then we have few. Porzingis, yeah, the second best time. young player in the game. And then he'll have a few off yeah. games sometime mid in the season, and all the papers will want to kick him out of New York. Chicago's yeah. gonna be trash, man. Yeah, I know. They're gonna be trash with bringing back Zach Levine. What what is this? obsession with Zach Levine, the potential of Zach Levine. People just obsess over this man's potential, man. I'm just tripping out about that that defense. I'm like, you got Parker at the three, Levine at the two. Wendell Wendell Carter showed he can block shots, so when they they let everybody by, he'll just block it. But that's the craziest part. Laurie Markkinen is one of the best young players, and no one's talking about him. Yeah. He's about as good as Porzingis. Yep. From if what not, I've seen, if not better, he's just not as tall and he's not as. And he doesn't play in New York. I don't know. Thank you, thank you. You play La- in New York. La- Laurie Markkinen can play. This is why I've been saying all along. That's where that's where Anthony Davis needs to be. Anthony Davis needs to be in a big city. If he was in New York or L.A. instead of playing in New Orleans, superstar. He's a superstar. He's a superstar, but but people never like put him in that. Oh man, this guy's like a generational type player type. Like, we've never seen anything like Anthony Davis. I don't care how yeah. much people yeah. try to say, oh, this guy's close. No, no, no. There's never been an Anthony Davis before this. Yeah, like yeah he's a before. great player, but it's just hard to recognize him when, you, when your games aren't on TV outside of Louisiana. Yeah. And he has no, to make they, they always play on ESPN against uh, Golden State. <laughs> always, yeah, against that's Golden their, State. That's their four but game the draw yeah, is they, Golden they, State. They stay on, like, for some reason, the Golden State at – uh, New Orleans is always on national. TV. But how come we can't get why. like a Pelicans Hawks game on TNT? Because the Hawks. Are. Well, the, yeah, the, Hawks the, 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 the Hawks, Hawks can get on TNT now in backyard. Uh, Hawks, <laughs> Hawks about to get uh, a bunch of. They about to get a bunch of games this year though. I doubt it. Oh, yeah, I, I, I say at least. I'm gonna say at least five. Well, two, I mean, two. They, they, they got zero last year. Yeah, yeah, like I'll give them two just because they got three on. MLK game. They get five. They had the MLK game in. In New York last year. Yeah, I think they probably that was have ridiculous. Have it this year yeah. in Atlanta. But MLK got to do it in no, New York. M- MLK, uh, you talking about the Hawks? Yeah, they, they, they played in New York last year for no, MLK. No, they, play, they played San Antonio at home this year. Are you sure that one two years ago? No, New York was two years ago. Oh, They played so San Antonio this year. Dang. Mm. Dang, yeah. time flying. You right, because I said that like around the time of the Because they beat them. And Dennis and Dennis balled out that game, and I remember him coming off the court, and right. it was all exciting because yeah, they had to come back so, and win so, that game. Oh yeah, the, and then Pop was here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Philly and Boston. What, what happened in that game? I, I don't. I don't the, Hawks the Hawks won. The Hawks won. I remember that. Okay, I it was a good game. I, I don't remember the Hawks season last year. Yeah, no, Philly. Who, remember, who remembers the Hawks? Who remembers the Hawks season? Who remember? Who remember? Who, who really remembers? I, I remember uh, Cap G perform. Um. <laughs> uh, hopefully, uh, remember, uh, remember uh, Twenty One Savages. Oh, 20, yeah, Twenty One Savages. Hey, I remember. Yeah, uh, was a good game. I, I do yeah. remember uh, the, the Hawks beat them by like 50. the Phoenix game yeah. Uh, yeah. when Dennis drove in the hole and everybody was just. Like, <laughs> they they, they like, have like a three overtime game this year. No, they usually have at least one of those. I know they had. What was that? Two years ago, with the, the Knicks. Yeah, and man. then Eric swears to 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 uh, till this day that that was the best game he's ever saw. Of course, no, he does. of course, no, of course, of course. And it was like Derrick Rose does. was on the team. Yeah, shout out Eric. Yeah. Right, before we go though, can yeah. we can we talk about the MLB? Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. We got we got time. Yeah, yeah, a little we, bit, a little we, bit. We, of time. we can squeeze in a couple. We can squeeze a couple of sentences about it. I just wanted to say, uh, you know, how I was talking about attention span and all that. Uh, baseball is a sport that's suffering from that, but um, the All Star game was awful. Um, I don't know if anyone knows that it was all. Uh, I didn't watch it. Because everybody saw it. the home runs and they were really, oh my God, baseball is back. No, no, no. Home, that, the, that wasn't baseball. The, the home run derby was amazing. The home run derby was fun. because The home run derby was like small ball when, when, when I see Bryce Harvard do uh, over the head bat flip, I've I'm never sorry. seen that chunk. I'm then, sorry. I can't wait. Yo, 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 reaction video to, to me watching the derby highlights. Y'all check it out on my channel. The derby <laughs> is canceled, if you ask me. The home run derby is canceled, as far as I'm concerned. Just cancel the whole thing. Because what I don't like about about what they've been doing with the home run derby is that they've been doing this time format as of late and my thing is that it makes uh, it faster it well that's fun. the problem though it's it butchers people's swings even more because the issue with the derby is that okay 
It was already having a problem with messing up people's swings. Now it's messing up people's swings even more. That's why you can't get Stanton in the Derby. That's why you can't get Aaron Judge in the Derby. Like, the biggest star that was in the Derby was Bryce Harper, and it was in Washington. Well, so, of course, he's going to participate. I don't know, Bryce. I mean, other than that, you had a couple of Cubs there. Stanton and, and Judge had already done with, like, they had already proved themselves. And, like, they they, won they, it they, had, they had a great Derby last year. Yeah. The Derby and, and is the slam dunk contest. Stanton won it's two better. years ago, and then Judge won last year. So, I mean, they didn't really need to be in it again. But it used to be one of those things where you used to have these guys like I'm gonna go ahead and say it. baseball is not gonna admit it but it misses the PED era because that's true everybody admits that everybody admits that but it's just like I don't know. I, re I really liked the, the uh, I was about to say dunk contest. I really liked the derby this year. Yeah, I, I love no. that was that was the best derby I've seen in a while. Uh -huh. but the, uh -huh. Last year was really good. Last year, uh, Stanton versus Judge. I didn't watch that. that, that oh, that was really good too. No, last year in Miami. But the uh, the game was horrible. That was like if there wasn't an out being completed, it was a home run. But that's game. what people asked for because yeah. they were like, stop Not making, me. stop stop making the game count. Stop making the game count. They stopped making the game count and so, use hitting home runs like the PED era. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I didn't watch the game. I was following it on social media and radio. And they said, like, like a Dodgers-Astros sequence went, went on. I just, yeah, uh, the, the Astros hit back-to-back -back, uh, home runs off yeah. of, like, a Dodgers pitcher. Spring, yeah, Springer uh, hit. Springer hit a home run, then Bregman hit the game-winning home run off of uh, Ross Tripling. Yeah, um, I didn't pay attention. I didn't pay a single lick of attention. I was more. I was more busy, of course. Um, Shot. Did you see the fifty-three point game with Liz Cambage? No, I, yeah, I, I reacted to that too. Check that out on the YouTube channel. <laughs> fifty-three points. Fifty-three points. It's crazy. And it's then crazy. thirty-five the following yeah, the following yeah. day against so she Washington. Had eighty-eight points in two games. Eighty-eight points in two games. Yeah, I was I was more into that more so than the. Than you know, the I want to shout out before we sign off, Cheney Awumake, for freaking becoming a WNBA starter after missing last season. And Facts. that the next morning, she's on SportsCenter because she's got to do her job as the ESPN and NBA analyst. And what's, and what's interesting is also that with the WNBA All-Star Game coming up in Minneapolis, that um, they're doing what the NBA did this year where they're having, you know, drafted teams. It was right, right. a Team Deladon uh, and Team Candace Parker. And I both the Wumake sisters are going to be on the same team. Yeah. So CP3 that'll be interesting. Team. I got CP3 on that. Yeah. Um, uh, we're trying to get Lexi Brown on the show. Shout out, Lexi. <laughs> everybody at Lexi Brown and try to get her on the show. Right. All right, that's it. That's it for me. Pretty much, pretty much. Once again, another episode, another episode in the books. A-League, all that, all that good stuff. So, uh, as always, that's, uh, let's all get on up out of here, shall we? <laughs> this is David Norwood. My Twitter's at DNorwood90. Uh, Jeremy Johnson, uh, Twitter's uh, Clark underscore Kent underscore 75. Yule, uh, RashadMillon.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Please Lexi. <laughs> <laughs> please, Lexi. Please, 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 Lexi. Please. Akeem Balaam, Twitter, Grand Beyond the W. Check it out. Twin Cities, here I come. Yeah. West, jump down, Shaq West. Live, Shaq. <laughs> <laughs>